I know how to run a hair salon, but for small business insurance, I chose my State Farm agent. She's a small business owner too, so she knew how to help me personalize my policies. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today. everybody to another episode of bench with bubba episode 648 gonna wrap up our nl central team previews that means we have 25 teams in the books for your 2024 fantasy baseball season in order to do so we are going to the cincinnati reds a very fun team if you've checked out any adp they flutter it all over the place it's just tons of them in the top 50 to 100 it's it's a lot of fun and we're gonna see if it's worth it if it's not and what else we should expect in cincinnati this year in order to help me preview the Reds, just like he did last year, because he is the fantasy voice of the Reds, it's his team. It's his Reds. You can find his, all of his work over at rotowire.com. Pretty sure if you listen to this show, you know this individual. You find him on Twitter at Jeff underscore Erickson. Jeff, thanks for joining me, my friend. How are we doing? Anytime, and it's our Reds. It's yeah, our yeah. Reds, Bubba. Anybody yeah. is welcome. Plenty of room still on the bandwagon. Um, and uh, absolutely, yeah. I am excited to be here. Excited to talk baseball. It's that time calendar has turned we're in february it, it, it's where i'm good to go i'm raring to go like i, I won't tell all, I, all the off the air conversations we were kind of joking about like things are ramping up before the show and like bloomfield and i we talk like 45 minutes before every podcast it seems like just old friends catching up every show yep and, and one thing we, we, we joked about recently like you mentioned it's baseball time we're starting to see a lot of our friends starting to post baseball stuff that have been doing football for so long we're like okay they're getting their, they're getting back into it and it's good to see that it's baseball. Like TGFBI uh, invites came okay. out the day we're recording yep. this. Um, so there's a lot of that fun stuff going on, and uh, it's growing in a big way. You mentioned our Reds, and um, it was a very fun 2023. Uh, what what were your overall thoughts on this season? I know obviously only one team wins the World Series. I don't even think you expected to get as far as you guys did. So how, what are your thoughts on the team? You know, it's so funny. You know, we had no no expectations going in, but you know, teams that are loaded with prospects get there often before their due date. Uh, the pro, yeah, it's still tinged with a little bit of bittersweet because they were in first place at the trade deadline and didn't do much to go and try to go for it. You can't count on the Cardinals to be down every single year. You don't choose when you're a contender sometimes. Um, and they added Sam Mall, uh, who did actually pitch okay uh, after coming over from the S, but that was it. They did nothing else. And maybe, you know, you can say the market wasn't there, I guess. Uh, we saw that with the Orioles, too, that they didn't do a whole lot there. They added Jack Flaherty. That didn't really even work out for them. Uh, I, I think Reds fans wanted to see the effort. Uh, but at the same time, they also didn't want to see them trading away Christian Encarnacion Strand. Exactly. So, I mean, it's exactly. it's a it's a very uh, narrow window to kind of parse. Um, and I get it. Um, now, the question is, did they do enough this offseason? They did spend. Um, and that's, that's one thing. Did they spend wisely? Eh, that's debatable. I mean, you read the latest Joe Sheehan newsletter and, you know, he kind of pans some of their moves and I, I 
I understand where he's coming from. He gave a lot of money sight unseen to Frankie Montas, for instance, there. Yeah. Um, but the fact is, they gave money to somebody. Why do I care? Um, I'm happy. Uh, you know, as opposed to where else are you going to go? They actually went and did something. Yeah, and I've, uh, like I said, this is our 25th team. I've had a handful of teams, and we haven't even done my Giants yet, and I could throw them into this bucket. I'd love for them to spend money, Jeff, like on anybody right about now. They've tried. I, They've I know. tried, Bubba. That's what's so frustrating. Like, I thought their money. It's beyond frustrating right now to uh, – that's a whole other podcast on another day probably because I can't wrap my head around it anymore. I don't, I'd love to know the inner culture of what took place that it just – no one wants to come there anymore. It's beyond crazy to me. Yeah. But um, Reds, big season. It was fun. Expectations are high in 2024, I'd say, at least higher than usual for a Reds season to begin. So let's start with the players on this team. And we won't start with the obvious one. We'll save that a little later. It's a teaser, folks. And we'll start with TJ Friedel on this one. And, and, and Friedel's a, a fun case because going into last year, Jeff, it was like, oh, it's Jake Fraley and Friedel's going to be the platoon guy and all these things. And then Friedel just kind of took over and, and made it happen, uh, putting together a, a, a solid season of uh, 18 homers, 27 steals. ADP right now uh, over the last 10 uh, draft champions drafts 164. Are we are we in on a, a Jake Friedel in that kind of situation? TJ Friedel. Sorry. I mean, I kind of am. Um but no earlier than that. I'm not going to go out of my way to go the extra dollar earlier. I did add him in uh, XFL back in uh, November uh, at the auction there, but uh, and it, it's mostly because of the stolen bases. I don't think we're going to see 18 homers and the 279 batting average again. Uh, I've got him for 265 and 15 uh, for what it's worth. Uh, the, the quality of his contact is what's concerning. He makes good content. We like that. Uh, but, you know, he, he is a little... Among the lower uh, average player, regular players in average exit velocity, barrel rate, you know, I think bottom 10% of the league, bottom 7%, maybe even. So th there's reasons to expect some uh, regression on this one here. Um, he was pretty fortunate against lefties and BABIP. Uh, some of that's due to his speed, though. I mean, they, that, that that is something that is a trade off there. Um, and he his defense is good enough, and he's probably the best center fielder that the team has. That, that's going to earn him some playing time, too, and playing time equals counting stats equals stolen bases, you know, things of that nature there. So that helps. Uh, but, you know, I, I expect a little bit of regression here. Yeah, I'm with you on that one because the power was great, but combination of so many pulled home runs, like it was just like and barreled, barreled. He had like 13 barrels on the season or something, and he had 18 home runs. So you just do the math. Not yeah. likely to, to sustain, but the great American legit. ballpark, baby. It's yep. beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. That's why it's the great American small park. It's absolutely yes. amazing. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's interesting to see how he plays out. It was nice to see him play versus lefties to end the season. That was a plus, even mm -hmm. though they hit him down the order, but they played him. So that was good. But yeah, I think a regression is understandable. Yep. Matt McLean, this was the person like there was all of this prospect hype last year in Fab, all over the place. Turns out McLean was pretty much the best one to get, or at least one of the best ones to get. Putting together 16 homers, 14 steals, 290 over 89 games. But now you got to pay the sweet, sweet price of ADP of 61, Jeff. Are you in? So, second base shortstop, at least. You got that. But are you in at 61? I'm more in on him and the, instead of his more uh, touted teammate that we're, I know, teasing to get to. Look at uh, you, professional. At price, uh, what I'm finding though, so, uh, at least in the couple of drafts I've done earlier on so far, is that 
there's a lot of second baseman shortstops that I'm getting in the first two or the three rounds. And if I'm doing that, then I'm less inclined to go towards McLean and his price. Uh, and in fact, that's where I start to look more to see if I get that first closer. So a lot of the times it's uh, where you're slotting guys. And if he happens to fall towards the back end of his ADP, um, I, I'm probably more inclined to go that route. But I also see I, I'm not taking a third round closer. That That's one of the things. And if you're in a 15 teamer, that means fourth or fifth round. I'm looking at more, more likely fifth round. You and I are in a draft together uh, in, a, in a, a draft champions format there where closers are a little bit more important. But I waited until the sixth round uh, to get my first closer. Uh, but instead, I took out Al, Al, Albies in the second, Bichette in the third. Yeah. You know, do you go ahead and take you? Do you want to fill up your middle in the fourth and McLean? I, I didn't. Um, I had great regrets. I saw Paul Spore take him at five two, and it was hurting my soul to see him go that way, go there. Uh, but instead, I went Royce Lewis, which is also, you know, in in the fun category too. So, uh, you know what? Um, looking at the the that that's sort of the range. It's a question of though how you're going to make the pieces fit. I think a lot of times. And you know, we always say roster construction, roster construction. But this year, as many drafts as I've done, because I have you know drafting issues. Yeah, you you can definitely <laughs> like see you penciling out your draft is so critical this year compared to other years. It feels like, cause you just mentioned you went, you know, Albies Bichette. So McLean's basically off the board. Not that you're opposed to McLean, just off yeah. the board, but you could totally pencil it out. And, and KDS is even crazier in years past. I never cared very, very much dictates what you're doing this year. And um, you could find a world where McLean does fit your teams. What I'm trying to say, and it happens with a lot of other players this year that, in years past, I've liked, I still like, but I have no shares of because it just has not panned out anywhere in my quote unquote formula or whatever you want to call it. And uh, it, McLean's 100% one of those guys. I like him a lot. Probably going to regret not having many shares, but like I have a couple of underdog shares. I, I, I'll use that cop out. I got some of those, but uh, yeah. yeah, it's best uh, ball doesn't count. Exactly. I mean, it, I best ball's fun, but it, and, and especially because underdogs, I mean, they're, they're so easy. It's their so system. Great. Well, and their system's completely different too. You know, yep. it puts priority totally on adding other positions. So you're going to get McLean at a cheaper price there. Yeah. Um, yep. for instance, um, the other thing though, is I'm, I'm early in my draft season. So, yes. um, you know, as someone who does a lot of football work, I just don't get those November, December reps in like you guys do. So, uh, I feel like I'm catching up a little bit there, but yeah, I think, I, I think you'll be fine. I'll get there. I will yeah. get there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so, I mean, if you want to get McLean, you kind of have to plan it out. Um, yeah. That means you don't take Bichette in the third round. Maybe that's maybe that's advisable given how his decline in stolen bases is hitting. Maybe I should have taken uh, somebody else at that spot instead. But uh, I mean, every every pick begets another pick. Um, 100%. So yeah, we'll see. But uh, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of a uh, lot, lot of fun ways. I am. I, I think that price is right, though. I think that price is something I'm willing to pay. I know the BABIP was high. I know I think there's some risk of regression in terms of batting average. But I also think he takes enough walks and he he's, he makes enough hard contact that I think that some of these things you'll see some improvement in year two. And what's fun with so many of these young players, like he's 23, going to be 24, there's levels to these things. Like they could, he could still find something like in plate disciplines and power. Like there's so many things. Right. We don't even know who he is really yet, which is fun with McLean. And speaking of age and other levels, if you ever want to just set Twitter X ablaze, hmm. say something positive or negative about Ellie Day of the Cruz, and you will have your mentions blow up. So there you go. Um, he last year 13 homers, 35 steals, 235 average, and 98 games. Everybody was waiting for him to come up, spent all the fab on him. Mixed bag of results. Steals are great. Average is rough, but overall, hmm. 
But now you have to pay. ADP close to 24, Jeff. You hinted at it earlier. I have zero shares. I don't plan on having any shares of Ellie. What's your thoughts on Ellie De La Cruz? Man, it's hurtful not to right now, but I've got them ranked in like the 50s. Um, so I'm not getting them. Uh, now, some of this is I, I actually have fewer games projected for Ellie De La Cruz than the crowd. I've only got them projected for 129 games because he slumped so badly. Uh, he got moved lower in the order. There is a non-zero chance he gets sent down. Uh, the way he slumped so badly in the second half, he was moved way towards the bottom of the order. He's getting rested here and there. The Reds have a log jam in the infield. I think there is a possibility that he spends some time in Louisville. There's also a possibility he's a top five player. I mean, let's I'll, I'll rapidly acknowledge the upside. I think everyone wants to make the Bobby Witt comp when they're talking about players that when they're talking about justifying that draft cost. Uh, and they could be right. I know that poor Derek Cardi was the main character on Twitter yesterday, um, at least in the fantasy world. It's better than some of the other main characters we've had lately. So I'm happy about true, that. Very true. Um, and we're arguing about players again, which is good. Uh, the funny thing is, I mean, he could not improve and still might be worth it. That's the funny thing is if he just gets like the whole uh, 150 games, he may still get 20 and 50 and it might be worth your while. Um, and if he does improve and he hits like 280, well, then he, he's a first round player. So I get it. I, I understand all these reasons why it could happen. Um, I just I, I think it's another the, the, the case did not improve over the stretch of the season. He looked increasingly lost. I think he gets there eventually. I don't know if he gets there this year. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I'm just worried. I'm, I'm also a safe drafter early in drafts where mm-hmm. you're going to have to prove it to me like I missed out on Corbin Carroll last year. I, so be it. He was a fifth rounder. He turned into a top four pick now. So so be it type situations. And like you said, I wouldn't be shocked if Ellie puts up an amazing season. But yeah. I'm, I'm more on the side of you where I, I've also said I think AAA is an option and I've gotten backlash on that one. But it, he, he was bad. It was bad last year at times that could uh, could call for that. Yeah. Now a player I'm very intrigued to hear your words on is Noel V. Marte. Uh, came up and played third base for 35 games, three homers, six steals. We've seen some power and some speed in the minors, but hit 316. I know a small sample, but that's really nice to see from uh, from a uh, first time in the bigs. ADP of 163, playing third base. Jeff, how are we feeling? I'm feeling like that's a really nice price. I'm yeah. happy to pay it. Um, I tried to trade for him in XFL. Could not pry him from his loving owner's arms. And it just wasn't happening there. And I, 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 I was even off in a deal there where I was get, you know, I've got a, uh, I was trying trading off Juan Soto as I was retooling. It's it's hybrid keeper slash dynasty league. It's somewhere in between that uh, the way we accelerate contracts. Um, it's we don't sign long term contracts. It's just either plus three or plus five every year depending on when you got them. And Soto was going to be this nice slow climb, and I still couldn't get Noelve Marte out of this guy. Uh, out of Brian uh, is out of uh, Brian Feldman's arm. So instead, I see you got him in the ninth round in our draft, and I, that's a lovely, lovely price. Um, a little earlier than his ADP, but still, I think it's worthy. I think that's what about 130 is where you got him. Yep, needing third base. I, I just I wanted him, so I jumped. I yeah. jumped is what it came down to. For those who embrace the impossible, the Defender 110 is up for the adventure. This iconic vehicle has been redefined with a modern design that lets you go further and do more. The exterior is reimagined with compelling proportions and precise detailing, complemented by an interior built with integrity. The Defender capability is legendary. Whether you're facing off-road challenges or harsh weather conditions, its durability has been tested to the extreme. 
Powerful innovations like the intuitive driver display and award-winning infotainment system keep you connected. Innovative camera technologies deliver unobstructed views and effortless maneuvering. And robust cargo capacity means more room for your gear. Ready for a wide range of adventures, the Defender family features the two-door Defender 90, the Defender 110, and the Defender 130, which seats up to eight. To drive the Defender is to explore with greater confidence. Push what's possible with a vehicle made to go further. The Defender 110. Learn more at LandRoverUSA.com forward slash Defender. Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top quality personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com slash offer slash Sirius XM. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. I mean, this was the guy that was the most highly touted prospect of the Reds' prospects going into last season, uh, even higher than Ellie. Uh, maybe, maybe not higher than Ellie in some circles, but he was the guy that all along we saw him like, yes, this is that guy. This is who they traded Luis Castillo for. Um, he is a little longer to arrive, but when he got there, he was ready. Uh, the the max EV, uh, the 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 forty six percent hard hit percentage. Um, even runs uh, six of eight on the base pass. And he's going to be a third baseman now, but he could be a shortstop at some point too. I think all these things are what, what I like. I mean, I, I think the glove is the one thing maybe that holds him back a little bit, but I don't think, I don't really think so. I, I know we're going to be watching his hamstring and spring training, making sure he doesn't have a setback after he got hurt in winter ball. That's one thing. Once you have a, a muscle injury like that, there's always a risk of recurrence. Uh, but man, yeah, I love him. Absolutely love him. All right, we're on the same page there, and I, I can only, I think I might have made that pick last Friday, just guessing because I had James Anderson on the show that morning. Of course, that's one of his favorite, like second year players, is, is Noelvi. So it was in the back of my head, like I already liked him. James boosted him up, I'm like I better start taking him before everyone else gets excited about Noelvi Marte. So um, yeah, I'm with you because I actually, I was happy he came up so late because he cost so little in Fab. I was, I was very pumped on that, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's Noelvi Marte season. Now it gets fun with the Reds. We got uh, kind of platoony players. Maybe not. Depends on how things shake out in the end. It is only February here. But Christian Encarnacion Strand, we know the power is crazy. Saw it in the minors, hit 13 homers in 63 games. Uh, hit 270, which I thought was actually pretty good, all things considered, the way things started out last year. ADP of 165 with the potential playing time concerns. How are you feeling about CES? Uh you can look and see him on my roster in said league go. that we're together there. And by the way, that price is going up lately. If you yes, set your like, been. if you set it as of January 1st, his, his ADP is 147. Uh, so it, it's climbing uh, and climbing fast. Well, ju- just the last 10, he's gone as high as 136. So yeah, it's moving. It's yeah. Moving. Um, I now I have some concerns, notably playing time. Um, they, you know, Jonathan India was rumored to be on the trade block. They didn't trade him. They signed Jaime Candelario. Um, there's a log jam at first, third, second, uh, and first, second, uh, in DH, 
Strand's not going to play uh, third base anymore, even though he did some play some of the minors. Uh, the one thing is, if Marte isn't ready at the start of the season, for instance, maybe that opens up the door for a little bit there. Sure. Um, they don't want Jonathan India to play any defense. He's not good at defense. Um, so, But the problem is they don't want Encarnacion Strand to play any defense. The, the Candelario signing is it's just like this fly in the ointment. It just yep. gums everything up. Uh, and forces Spencer steer the outfield, which is where he was going anyhow, but really it kind of jams that up a little bit more. Um, it's a good problem to have. Injuries do happen. You see it every year. Um, and you you want it. Good teams have depth options, but having depth options makes it frustrating for us on the fantasy end. We want to see our guys in there six days a week and six games a week, six out of seven at worst. Um, and that may not happen with either Encarnacion Strand or India or, you know, something's going to give here and there might be Ellie getting sent down. might be that Marte is not ready. Um, I trust David Bell to figure it out. I think he's actually a pretty smart manager. Um, and I think you, you look at his Encarnacion Strand's bat and you realize he's a better hitter than India. He's a better hitter than, uh, than Candelario probably even right now. So I don't think the proven veteran, this is going to push Encarnacion Strand to the bench, let alone Louisville. Yeah. I'm, uh, that's where I'm starting to get to. Like when I, I first dug in early this year and then with the Candyman signing, I'm a huge Candelario fan. Um, and I'm sitting there going, okay, well, they signed Candy for a reason. Actually, the Reds actually paid somebody. So like they're going to play him type thing and we'll get to him in a minute. So then at first glance, I'm like, oh, that really kills Incarnacion Strand. I'm kind of off. But then the more I look at it, I'm like, India really isn't the guy I think we think he is. Like He's good, but not mm-hmm. the elite guy. There's all these moving parts where I feel like Incarnacion Strand somehow finds at least at least enough playing time we'll see we'll see yeah. but i'm there uh spencer steer you mentioned him uh adp right now is 112 over the last 10 as high as 101 it helps when you're first base third base and outfield eligible in his dc season that's a big part of that but still a great season 23 15 271 and 156 games so what are your thoughts on steer like it seems like the price is a little too high but the production's good too yeah, I mean, here, here's the thing. He doesn't have one set position. He's not especially good defending at any of these positions. He does qualify at him. He almost got second on us for us, too, uh, which would have been beautiful. But, uh, you know, the thing is, he benefited by just being there the whole time. I mean, he, he I, I kind of wonder if, you know, he might have been an accumulator last year. And if we don't necessarily get that sort of playing time that we got last year, 156 games, 665 plate appearances, you would think that maybe there's a little bit of a regression of that. That might also be something that has to give a little bit. Um, but he's also the only right-handed hitter among the regular outfielders. So he's never going to sit against a lefty. We know that. Um, and I, it probably won't even hurt him that much to sit uh, to, to play against righties. Also not a really huge platoon split or anything of that nature. So I, I kind of look at him as uh, someone that is going to get, you know, actually I take that back uh, about the platoon split split. He, he actually slugged 150 points better against lefties last year. I didn't realize it was that extreme. Maybe he does sit against lefties a little bit. More, I mean, against righties a little bit more often. Uh, it is funny. That's where he got all of his stolen bases against though, too. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's tricky. Maybe he's a Jake Fraley, um, platoony type thing. Well, I guess we'll I see. I hope not. That. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. We'll see how it pans out on that one. Hammer Candelario, who we kind of mentioned earlier, signed a multi-year deal with the Reds. Mm-hmm. 22 homers last year between two teams. Uh, hit 251, most homers of his career. And right now, you get to pay an ADP of 217 for first base, third base eligibility. I'm a huge fan. Like I said, what are your thoughts on Candelario? 
I'm not a huge fan. I think he's a solid player. I'm kind of confused why the Reds targeted him, um, except for the, you know, I think his his agent deserves a raise mm-hmm. uh, because he got a multi-year deal when I think similar players are still hanging out there. 30 years old, uh, coming off a career year, uh, 807 OPS, uh, at least career full year. Uh, yeah. the, the 2020 season, he had a bigger year, but that was also 52 games. So I think you take that with the appropriate grain of salt with a lot of 2020 results. Uh that said, he's going to a better ballpark. I mean, that you know, any flaws he might have might be camouflaged with, in terms of like his power. Um, but you know, he two, just two years ago he hit two seventeen. You know, he, he that's still in the ra- his range of outcomes too. Uh, I think he's fine. I think he's solid. I'm not a big fan. I don't think he does any one thing great, um, except he qualifies in multiple positions. That helps, and he's going to play. That's the big part. He's going to play, and his ADP is post 200. So that's what gets me yeah. pretty excited about him on all things considered. But we'll see. We'll see what the Candyman can do. I, I'm in, but uh, maybe it lo- lowers price people. I'll have even more fun. He's a good, boring him. veteran type yeah. that people will overlook. I agree. I, lo- I love team boring. I'm a big fan of that. Yes. Uh, Jonathan India, we talked about him, and this is a guy that, you know, back in 2021, we're looking at like a rookie of the year type guy. He's going to be the next big thing. Then, you know, it starts falling off. 2022, not great with injuries. 2023, it wasn't bad considering he only played 119 games, 17 homers, 14 steals, still injuries. Um, ADP's 233 right now, Jeff. How are you feeling about India? I think we got to be careful with this. Um, I think even though it may seem like he's on the outs, I think he's on the outs with the fan base. I don't know if he's necessarily on the outs with the manager. Um, I know durability is, a, is an issue with him. He, he missed a lot of time. He also had uh, kind of a dispute about how his injury was treated last year and how it was diagnosed. So uh, that, that that's also there. He ran despite all that, despite having plantar fascia, he had 14 stolen bases last year. This is back to like his 2021 health. I mean, his uh, 2021 running numbers. So that that's positive, but he hasn't come close to like the hitting production that he had in his rookie season. And that kind of is concerning to me. Um, and the fact is he is now facing some pressure about uh, playing time there. He's not a good defensive second baseman. They want McLean to play every day at second base now. So one again, all it takes is one of these players to get hurt or ha- or get demoted or something of that nature, and that clears up everything. They're, they're, they, they've got one extra player for these spots. So I think there'll be a lot of mixing and matching, and he'll be one of the guys that does have to sit every once in a while. Yeah, that's the only reason why I'm not drafting him right now. The price tag, I think, is nice because I believe in, you know, at that price, I'll take 250, 17, and 14 as a middle infielder or something. But it's just, I don't know about the playing time, and that is concerning me. Let's go behind the plate here. Uh, Tyler Stevenson, there were some big expectations a few years back. Again, another injury thing, but played 142 games last year, 13 homers, hit 243. I think many thought the hit tool was better than this, but still, maybe it is. He's only 26, I mean, 27. Right now, his ADP is 221. What are your thoughts on Tyler Stevenson? So early on, I got him in a league. I got him uh, in XFL out, out in Arizona, and this was before the Candelario signing. Um, I think now I would be a little bit more circumspect about him. Still draftable, still a guy, in a, especially in a two-catcher league. I'm still – he's in my top 20 among catchers. I want – but he's before the drop-off, not after. Um, but – He's not going to get the DH at bats anymore. That that's he played 142 games last year. That's not happening. Um, I've got him at 125, and I think ATC's got him at 115. 
So uh, keep that in mind. I might even downgrade his playing time even a little bit more. Um, I think he does bounce back on a rate stat, uh, basis there. I don't think he's a 243 hitter. Um, I also think he's not a 319 hitter like he was the year before yeah. that there too. Uh, I think everybody, you know, duh, way to, way to go, Captain Obvious there. But uh, funny thing is he's never had a BABIP below like 314. 314 was, his, was last year, and that was his low BABIP. Point is, you know, I think he does have a, I, th- I think he is going to still do well on balls in play. He's just not going to do 409 on balls in play. If he hits 333 in balls in play like he did it in 2021, I think that's more his level. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of sitting back and watching. I hope the talent shows up. But, yeah, back in the day was, he's going to catch. He's going to play first base. Well, now he's going to catch in DH. And, well, that's not going to happen. Like, just keeps taking it away from him. And now you're just a catcher kid. So go figure mm-hmm. it out. Uh, I'll just group these two together. If you want to give your thoughts on them, we mentioned maybe platooning with Steer or others. You have Will Benson, who was a great surprise last year, uh, you know, yeah. from power speed and when he got his chances. And then Fraley's still there, who still does kind of produce when he's on the field. Um, Benson's 301, Fraley's 330. Any interest in those two? Yeah. Um, the problem is they're like they're grouped together. Yep. Um, their playing time's going to be a problem for one of them unless they bench steer. And I don't want to see that, but it might happen. It might happen sometimes. What one thing David Bell does is, and you're you're a Giants guy, say, so, you know, I'm going to invoke the name Gabe Kapler. Don't 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 oh, throw up in your mouth. The internet's uh, going out. I know, um, <laughs> but in game switches, in game platooning is going to be a thing that happens with the Reds. Yep. They did this last year. It's going to continue to happen. Benson and Fraley are the two guys that are most affected by this. Um, Fraley, I mean, was everybody's darling last year, and they, you know, yeah, sure, it was a little disappointing in terms of the playing time. He only had uh, 41 runs, but he also went 15 and 21, 15 homers, 21 stolen bases. I mean, how is that a disappointment? Uh, I, I, you know, Will Benson was a beautiful find for the Reds. He was a uh, kind of the outfield version of Brandon Phillips of something for nothing sort of thing. Um, I mean, the guy slugged the guy slugged 498. He had an 863 OPS. Um, he did. He got it, it's a. This was like a beautiful platoon. I mean, this is Earl Weaver is just like loving this. He's like, hey, there's John Lowenstein. Um, you know, it's uh, you know, it's it's something that worked out pretty well for the Reds. Uh, I don't know if it works out well for us in fantasy because you lose all those counting stats. You you know, you look at uh, the plate appearances for Benson, only 329 plate appearances last year, only 31 RBI. I mean, it's really hard to roster a player in the outfield slot that's only gonna give you 31 RBI. Nope, that's that's the hundred percent of the problem is the Playing time and what they can do with that playing time and the statistics, like you mentioned, it's just um, it's tough. Like I love Will Benson; he was a favorite of mine to stream in NPCs because he could play the weekend of them. The first week, he'd, he'd fit the mold if he had the red schedule, basically. But yeah. um, now you have Fraley and him in the mix together; it makes it it's tricky. It's tricky, right. like you see, you said earlier, and there's a lot of truth behind this: is injuries happen, playing time, things change. Just kind of a lot of these guys are more maybe not draftable, but uh, sit back and be ready to stream. Yeah. And by the way, going back to Stevenson real quick, Luke Malley is someone they love. Yeah, uh, he's yeah. going to play. Um, and so that's going to cut into Stevenson too. You got Malley played uh, 78 games last year. It's going to be around that. They love his defense. Uh, they, they are happy to bring him back pretty quickly in the off season. So he is going to play. Uh, so keep that in mind with Stevenson. He's never going to be a 125, 130 game starter. A really good point, and uh, it helps to have a catcher like that that the team likes, especially defensively, because you have a young pitching staff. Absolutely. And uh, let's get to that staff because 
I think we can admit, at least with some of these guys, some may have some question marks. You mentioned Montas. We'll get to that. But like Hunter Green, who we'll start out with, the talent is undeniable. What he can do is just kind of putting it all together consistently is what it feels like with Hunter Green. Uh, you know, last year, 4.82 ERA, but a 4X fit, so it's not bad. 112 innings as he had his injury as well. Uh, ADP is 135 for Green. Are we in, out? Great American has impacts on all of this, probably. Yeah, I'm a little out at that price. I mean, the thing is, he could get you 225 strikeouts if he play, go if he somehow pit, you know stays healthy all season, gets a full season. Um, I mean, the K's could be there. I'm a little pessimistic still on the ratios, even with him. For those who embrace the impossible, the Defender 110 is up for the adventure. This iconic vehicle has been redefined with a modern design that lets you go further and do more. The exterior is reimagined with compelling proportions and precise detailing, complemented by an interior built with integrity. The Defender capability is legendary. Whether you're facing off-road challenges or harsh weather conditions, its durability has been tested to the extreme. Powerful innovations like the intuitive driver display and award-winning infotainment system keep you connected. Innovative camera technologies deliver unobstructed views and effortless maneuvering. And robust cargo capacity means more room for your gear. Ready for a wide range of adventures, the Defender family features the two-door Defender 90, the Defender 110, and the Defender 130, which seats up to eight. To drive the Defender is to explore with greater confidence. Push what's possible with a vehicle made to go further. The Defender 110. Learn more at LandRoverUSA.com forward slash Defender. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean Every time. Because messes happen. Because... I have a charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Improvement. I've got them at 431. Do you really want to have your SP3 as a guy no. that's going to be over four? Uh, the, the whip of one three. You know, the ratios matter. And the whip actually is the thing. He had a 142 whip last year. It was 121 in 2022. Yes, he could improve. He could do a Luis Castillo and all of a sudden improve by 20% there. But is he going to? Eh, I don't know. And I, I think he's got a long ball issue too. And guess what? <laughs> that home ballpark is going to accentuate that a little bit. Yeah, I, I'm concerned. I, you said the, the Castillo, will he? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go no, just for the fact that it feels like Hunter Green, he's a good pitcher. I'm not going to take that away from him. But it feels like he just wants to gas it up and strike as many guys as possible. And when, when that's off, that's when home run derby begins. And that's always a problem. And, or he's walking too many guys. And then a home run turns into a three run homer. And here we are. So, yep. I, yeah. I, I'm not going to, and honestly, I don't, I may not have a whole lot of red starting pitchers yep. this year. Um, just, I mean, I hate using a, a drafting a guy that I don't want to use in his home ballpark. And you just look at the home road splits, even last year, 144 whip at home, 513 ERA, 2.7 homers per nine. Uh, I, I think that's the one that kind of catches your eye a little bit there. And, you know, you go up and down the list. I mean, it, a lot of pitchers are going to be negatively affected by the ballpark. 
Yep, yep. I don't think I have too many shares of these Reds pitchers as well. Uh, Graham Ashcraft, 145 innings last year. A lot of pitch to contact, which always terrified me when he was on the mound. 4.76 ERA, kind of back to those fears. Right now, his ADP is 3.94. Thoughts? <laughs> um, throws so hard and yet doesn't get that much swing and miss. Yep. Swinging, swinging strike percentage was 9.9 percent. That was actually an improvement. Um, but we're still talking about a K percentage that's below 20 percent. Um, it just, I know he had he added a slider last year, tried to improve it. Uh, maybe there's another level there. I'm not going to pay for it. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I have zero desire to tell you can prove he can get swings and misses. I'm pretty much full out on this one. Mm-hmm. Frankie Montas is one of the signings you discussed earlier that um, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm torn on this because we saw a really good Frankie in Oakland, goes to New York, it's horrible, then gets hurt, doesn't even really play in 2023. Now he's back. They're saying he's like ready to throw a full workload, which I don't know how that's possible, mm-hmm. but maybe. Uh, and his ADP is 342, which in that case, he's cheap ballpark though so i have a million thoughts like in my head what are you thinking when it comes to frankie montas so this is where i separate fandom from fantasy um i'm rooting like hell for him and i love that they took a chance it's a one-year deal yeah if it goes bad it goes bad but uh i i'm i i don't want him on my roster necessarily i want him but i want red i wanted the reds to add as much pitching as they can and let's face it blake snell's not walking through that door uh, nor do i want him to really for the price he's going to cost but uh yamamoto was never walking through that door uh this is this is the market the reds get to shop in um so him and martinez great they added more arms i mean look at some of the pitchers that they had starting games last year Ryan richardson carson spires i mean you know and it got worse yeah wait there's more uh but you know that and the fact is they didn't add starters last year um injuries happen depth is going to be tested uh getting montas and seeing if it works out and if it does great if he throws 125 good innings or good ish innings great um because that's something they didn't have last year they had to turn to a lot of people that weren't quite ready like they called up connor phillips who we're going to talk about in a sec but he wasn't ready but i mean he's someone that i'm excited about in the future but uh you know he just wasn't ready and you know that that's that's the sort of thing it's like yeah it's great i mean he had a really nice meteoric rise but he wasn't mastering triple a he needed triple he needed a full season of triple a before getting the call to the reds but because they had so many injuries they were so desperate they had to go and give him a shot yeah, that's kind of goes back to the beginning of the show when he said you, you hoped the Reds would have done something at the deadline, and in their mind is we got all these prospects, we don't need to do anything, let's just call them up, even though they're not ready type thing. So that mm-hmm. that's where Connor Phillips comes into play. Uh, you mentioned Nick Martinez. We've seen goods, the bads, the uh, overall kind of good, but mainly a bullpen arm. Now the Reds sign him to look like to be in the rotation. ADP's four thirty seven though. I know you pretty much are kind of like out on the Reds, but at the ADP does that interest you at all? Sure. Um, why not? Um, it's just another, you know, this is at that point, you're spot starting him. Yeah. You know, if you're paying someone that's not, not on your reactive roster, especially in a DC, like you and I are in, I think he just went in this, the round that we're currently in Yeah, he's like, pretty yeah. Uh, with fellow Reds fan, Doug Dennis taking yeah. him. Sure. Spot him. Why not you get to face the pirates a few times and yeah. you get, the, you know, some, you know, the nationally, there'll be other spots that you can use them. Yeah. Why the not? Giants go for it. The giants yeah. a couple of times. It's not a big deal. Um, this is one of the pitchers I'm kind of interested in. It's Andrew Abbott. Uh, threw 109 innings with the big club last year, basically mm-hmm. 100, almost 100 and 
uh, 50 almost, uh, actually did if he got double A. So he, he got a good workload last year between the minors and the bigs, 3.87 ERA. We saw some good strikeout stuff. I guess the reason I'm kind of interested in him is when he was on, ballpark didn't appear to matter compared to all these other pitchers. Again, you have to pay for it, though, compared to these other guys we talked about. His ADP is 277. Are you interested in Andrew Abbott, or am I crazy? You're not crazy. Um, I think at that price, it's fine. Abbott really melted down during the stretch last year. Uh, I think it wasn't him being found out so much as he was just wearing down. I think his velocity started to drop towards the end of the year. It was a long season. Um, he, he threw a lot of innings. So, and they, they asked a lot of him, um, down the stretch. It was tough. It was tough watching him it was some plus matchups, not do all that. Well, he doesn't throw especially hard it throws 93 on his fastball. There does have four pitches. I love how he battles. I, I like that. Um, I wish he would induce a few more ground balls, although ground balls aren't always a panacea, but when you're in great American small park, it's better to be a ground ball pitcher. I would think, uh, I mean, there's a lot to like, uh, but is there another level to come with the case? I think that's the question. If, if there are, then, you know, there could be some, some value there. I mean, the K's were actually there. I mean, 120 K's on 109 innings last year. That's pretty darn good for a rookie. Um, but again, you're looking at a pretty high whip guy, 130 last year. Maybe that changes this year. Maybe he induces uh, weaker contact. That's the thing to watch for a little bit. All right. Well, at least we're on the same page for the most part there, which is good to hear with the Reds pitch. Yep. The only one I'm really in on. Uh, Nick Lodolo, uh, probably not ready to start the year. Not sure. Uh, 34 innings pitched last year. Seemed injury after injury after injury. Keep Never got healed, basically. ADP's 250, though, people are still in on that. I just want to sit back and watch, basically. What are your thoughts on Adolo? So I'll take a stab at him at that price. Um, I think the the upside's pretty high. I mean, I want to get him at the low end of the range, don't get me wrong. Um, but I mean, it, was, it was his tibia that, that really yeah. uh, was the issue, the stress reaction. Granted, it was a second stress reaction, and that's something that's to be scared of. But this is a guy we were talking in the same breath as Hunter Green last sure. year. 100%. Um there, there's an high upside there. There's obviously a, the, the floor is the ocean, right? Um, but it, it could still, you know, and we saw it last year. I mean, he, he splashed into that floor still through 40. It's just struck out 47 guys in 34 innings. I mean, the, the swing and miss is there. And that's the thing I like. Um, that's the thing I'm going to take a chance on a little bit there. Um, yeah. 13.6 swinging strike percentage. Uh, K percentage was at 28% last year. So even though amidst that disaster, there were kernels of hope. Um, so I, I'm going to probably take a few chances on him. Maybe not too many. I'm not going to have like a ton of exposure, but I, at least once or twice in that range, I think I will have him. Yeah, no, I, Bloomfield's very high on that for the same reasons. Like take the chance, take the upside, see where it goes with that range. Because a good point you made there is uh, the Hunter Green the comps. Like last year, they're going neck and neck. And yeah. uh, basically, is the injury worth 280p spot or 100 50 ADP spots? Probably not. So uh, something to think about. Alexis Diaz, he proved me very wrong last year. 37 saves, 307 ERA. If you look at the 4-2 exit, maybe, but the strikeouts are there. The whip was still an issue. Well, not 119, actually, not that bad. Now I think about it, I was thinking a lot of walks with him, but uh, he had a big year. 37 save or 37 saves is pretty darn good for Alexis Diaz. This year you got to pay ADP of 70. What are your thoughts on Diaz? He's in that range. He's one of the guys I would get to is, you know, I'm not getting the first or second closer 
probably not even getting the fourth or fifth, but Diaz, Seawald, that range, I'm probably happy with uh, getting and then pairing them up with the Fairbanks in the next round or two. Um, the, the problem is in these DCs that that next round or two is 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 accelerating. Diaz faded down the stretch as of like as of September 15th, his WHIP was 103 and he had a 210 ERA. Uh, he he got knocked around pretty good the last. 10 days of the season uh in, in five outings he uh this is in five outings three innings gave up eight runs and that kind of changed everything so so I, I think and it's i don't think he got found out i think he just wore down they asked too much of him they asked a lot of him and he couldn't produce so that, i think that's something to watch for see if the velocity watch in spring training make sure the velocity isn't down uh if you can before if you, especially the later you draft the more you know that sort of thing uh the other thing with diaz too is and you said you missed on him last year i did too and even though i wrote the update in the site in march so, uh, where, where david bell pretty much said we're going to treat him like a closer this year because they didn't have anybody else yep. um and yet i i still didn't trust because david bell was right there and like in the Kevin cash range of manners as we don't trust but you just had to look at the personnel on that team and realize that there's just you know, there really wasn't anybody else there. Um, I, I'm looking at the, you know, uh, the, the updates reluctantly confirmed as the closer. He goes, and he goes, I guess the only reason I'm hesitant to say, and I'm not, he's going the season as a closer. There are times when it's an important available. He's fully available. And we might use him earlier. He's that good. Well, and he did do that every once in a while still too, but there was just nobody else in that bullpen last year. This year, maybe there is. Yeah, they just and- signed Emilio Pagan. They just signed Brent Suter. We'll see what Martinez does. Sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, I was going to, you kept going. You're good. Cause I was going to say, who are some of those guys? So you're going on with it. Cause the, the Pagan signing, I'm curious your thoughts on, you know, you got Pagan, you are done. Sims, the guy I look at in a lot of DCs late in rounds. Cause there was mm-hmm. at one point where he seemed to be one of the potential next suitors in that role. So like, who would you be looking at in that bullpen? Yeah. Suitor's not a suitor, uh, but he is a guy that is going to eat up some key outs in the seventh and eighth inning, maybe even the sixth inning. He's a guy that, performed reasonably well in Colorado last year, Cincinnati native native. He was excited to join the reds. Um, I, I, I think that that's one of those key guys that kind of pushes everybody back a little bit. Mole's mole has his uses. Uh, they brought back buck farmer, uh, Jabot. Uh, those, these are guys that Jabot was not a jabroni, but he did throw a lot. He was pretty average, uh, through a lot of innings last year um through 75 innings they want to kind of reduce some of that a little bit there and i think this is a deeper bullpen now of guys they trust pagan i don't trust him to close i've been burnt i've been hurt before bubba i'm not going to go back there i think we Uh, all have my friend yeah (laughs) and and twins fans hate him but he had a 0.95 whiplash i'm gonna say yeah i've seen so much visceral like put out there on him but if you look at his numbers he as long as he's not closing pretty darn good in the back end of the bullpen yeah, I mean, look, 2022 was rough. Yeah. I mean, he had nine blown saves. Not all of those were traditional blown save opportunities, but nine times did he blow save. Or, no, not, and I'm sorry, seven blown saves, nine saves, seven blown. Uh, but still, five, five, seven, five. He gets into key situations a lot, and he blows a few of them there. He was awful in 2022. He was much better last year. Mm-hmm. It's a one-year deal, though, with the, yeah. with the player option for 25. Go f- spend that money. I'm That's happy that you're trying. Even though it's That's not what the Reds perfect. need to do, this is what the Reds need. Because God forbid, you know, things aren't working out this year, you can flip them. Like these, these are the things that like, these teams need to do. And like the Royals made a bunch of those little pitching signings. It's good for them. Reds are doing their thing. And the Reds had nothing on the books. Yeah, Votto, Votto's contract is gone. You know, I'm not angry anymore about Joey not being there. But yeah. at the same time, 
it hurts. He's but there's nowhere for him to play. There, yeah, there was no chance for him to be able to play for the Reds. Uh, but that the, the the guy that was getting paid the most was Ken Griffey Jr. still for a while there, and Crazy. they had they have nothing on the book. So yes, go go sign that inefficient Dang. reliever because he's still better than prodding <laughs> out generic arm X. You know, um, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Well, I love it. I love it. Uh, you mentioned Connor Phillips. Who are some of the prospects we could be seeing this year? And uh, should we be interested in them, say, in a D.C. right now? Yeah, Phillips should be drafted in a D.C. I think he gets a chance to start at some point this season. I think, you know, I, I don't think he's ready now, but he might be by midseason. I mean, he still ranks pretty high in James Anderson's prospect rankings. We like that. Um, so I think he, he's a guy that gets a chance at some point in time. Um, I, I think, uh, you look, uh, uh, you know, maybe deep down there, Rhett Louder, uh, we'll see, uh, when he, uh, how quickly advances or chase Petty. Uh, those are two guys that may get a chance. Louder obviously was, uh, taken in last year's draft. Um, they, he was drafted out of college, obviously a guy they expect to kind of advance pretty quickly, uh, even though they didn't have him pitch at all last year. I mean, it, it's going to be one of those where it's like, okay. Let's see what happens now that he, he's as a pro, but he could advance very quickly. No, that's good. Um, Louder has an ADP of like 745, taken on one of the last 10 drafts. Yep. But uh, so some people are seeing what you're seeing. Uh, and then Phil, or, uh, yeah, Phillips, he's been, he's been taken everywhere in the 440s, 450 range. So uh, definitely someone to, to keep an eye on. Uh, yeah. Should be another fun season in Cincinnati, I think. I think, we hope. Yeah. A lot of young players that if even half of them, I think, take that next developmental step, it, it can be exciting. So the question I ask every guest to end the show, what are your expectations as a fan in 2024? Um, content for the uh, wild card spot is, is probably it. And they're in that. I think the NL's got like eight teams that can contend for wild card spots. I mean, I think there's the Dodgers. They're they're up here, um, and there's a, I think the Phillies. I think are going to be I, a good bet to be in the. Oh, and of course the Braves, Braves yeah. um, are you know the Bra. I think the Dodgers and Braves are on tier A. Yeah. Phillies are in tier B, and then everybody else is kind of fighting for those other spots. Um, and the Reds have as good a chance as any. Yeah, no, I agree. The Reds have a chance. Even that division, the Cubs, they're going to be good, but we'll see. We've seen Cubs do Cubs things. Brewers are taking a step back right now. That pitching staff is rough after Burns yeah. and Peralta. With so, Woodruff being out, yeah, that's, yeah, that's it, a tough loss. It, it's bad. So uh, the Reds, it's going to be interesting. Rooting for them. Our Reds. Let's Our go. Reds. Let's go. Uh, before we log off, Jeff, remind everybody where they can find you and what you got going on these days. Uh, you can check us out at Rotowire, uh, free trial at rotowire.com slash pod, no credit card required. So just go put in a valid email address and off you go for a couple of days, take a peek behind that paywall. Next week, we're going to have the next round of Rotowire roundtable rankings. My, myself, Clay Link, uh, Todd Zola and Eric Halterman, uh, are the James Anderson has been, uh, carrying, doing the yeoman's work on the podcast mm-hmm. side. The rest of us are kind of coming in to join him next week. We're parachuting in and pretending like we're, Hey, we're here to save day. James has already been saving the day. He's been awesome. Uh, check out all the series of podcasts he's doing. Uh, Jason Collette, Todd Zola, uh, Chris Crawford, all doing great stuff over there right now. Rotowire.com slash pod. Yep. I say it every time. Been a member since college. So it's been a long time, folks. Uh, you'll, you'll do the 10 days and then you'll just put a credit card in later. Or just beat the cause and just put the credit card in out the gate and you'll be happy. Right. You did so. Um, but Jeff, as always, thanks for joining me. It's a pleasure chatting with you. Always a fun time. Thanks, Bubba. You got it. Everybody, this is Bench with Bubba, episode 648. Your 2024 Cincinnati Reds team preview. Catch you all next time.
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.